guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi. And if any of you out there thought our Halloween series didn't have enough skeletons in it, be prepared to eat your words. <laughs> they were doing Army of Darkness. <laughs> According to Google Movies, Ash is transported back to medieval days where he is captured by the dreaded Lord Arthur. Aided by the deadly chainsaw that has become his only friend, Ash is sent on a perilous mission to recover the Book of the Dead, a powerful tome that gives its owner the power to summon an army of ghouls. It's streaming on Hulu, Stars, and DirecTV, and on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 73 and the audience an 87. Wow, that's it, those are lower, I believe, ratings than they've given the first two, right? First two movies. The audience score is pretty close, but yeah, the critics didn't seem to like this Well, I don't want to get too deep into, like, our, you know, what we're giving it, basically, but I will say, I feel like it should have been the other way around. That's all I'll say. (laughs) I will say, though, this movie does start off in true evil dead form by retconning a good portion of the previous movie out of existence. (laughs) Yeah, it, every time these movies well i feel like even with the first one because i was gonna say like the second one and the third one both both of the experiences i had with watching them after like especially because it's not too long in between each movie you know um i was just like wait what the fuck is happening it's the same guy but everything around him has kind of changed except for you know the demon attacks and whatnot sort of it's a different linda (laughs) It is. And always a younger Linda, I feel like. She just keeps, like, growing down, whereas Ash grows up. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Sure. But I will <laughs> say Linda 2 was better looking than Linda 3. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But she is younger. They did they did give him that. And you know what? As long as he's, she's younger, it's all a guy needs. Um, <laughs> At the but yeah. end... Of the last mm-hmm. movie, everyone was hailing Ash because he was <laughs> the foretold promised one. And yeah. he starts screaming, oh. <laughs> At the beginning of this one, instead of that, they all hate him. And yeah. they're trying to put him to death. And Ash voiceovers, it wasn't always like this. And I laugh forever because the series timeline is nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting that it was going to be like they were going to explain how he got to a place where they suddenly hated him and wanted him dead. When like I I thought they were going to go back to the second movie's ending and be like, oh, well, yeah, they were all like, yay, Ash, he's here to save us all. Right. And then that it became this thing of him being enslaved. But they don't do that. Instead, it kind of goes the other way around, I feel like. They go from, we want you dead, to, oh, he's the one that's going to save us all. Yeah, they completely retcon the previous ending. Yeah. does not exist, but he Mm -hmm. still goes back. It's just they don't like him at first. (laughs) Yeah. Which, I guess, makes more sense. Bruce Campbell is great at a great deal of things, but he's not a good narrator. (laughs) He's not a great... Okay, it's not fair for me to say not a great speaker. That's not what I mean. But, like, and it's probably not him. It's the lines that he's been given. His 
he is the most cheesy person or character, I guess, that I have ever encountered. And that is saying a great deal, I think, because I've seen a lot of cheesy ass characters, you know, but this fucking guy, it's just every line is cheesy. That's what people love about Ash, though, that he is that cheesy. Mm -hmm. But they have a section of him at the beginning, like they had at the beginning of two, with the voiceover explaining the book and the prophecy and what was foretold. Except Mm -hmm. this time they have Ash do it, and he does not do a very good job. (laughs) Mm. I don't understand why. It's (laughs) not as though that is cheesy. It's just poor acting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think he's, like, a weird, like, not great actor, but also somehow in certain scenes such a great actor. Um, Because as we've seen in the past and what we see also in this movie is him losing his mind, like, actually slowly going crazy. And he does that very well. The manic laughter, the, like, you could see him breaking, you know? All of that he does very well. But... Everything else is just kind of mediocre at best. <laughs> no, that's not I, true. I guess his physical acting is okay, too. I agree. And you know how much I love him, especially in this movie. He hits that Gaston place in me that's just like, okay, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm most in this movie, definitely. Oh, yeah. It seems like progressively more and more in the movies. Like the first movie, he was just standing in a corner petrified. <laughs> And in the second movie, he's like, oh, I'm an action guy, but I'm still, like, not great yet. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I still fall down and trip on the stairs. And (laughs) in this movie, he is 100% like G.I. Joe. Except he is still, and I hope this comes as a great relief to you, no matter how good he gets at fighting (laughs) and quips and puns and no matter how many times he rewrites the story in his head, he's still an idiot who causes most of his own problems and breaks more things than he does. Yeah, absolutely. But I do agree, he is an actual badass. I'm going to go back to my word every single episode. I don't even give a shit. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm owning it now. It's mine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be proud of it. Um, but yeah, he, he is a badass in this movie. But yeah, at the same time, it's just like, but, you, but you cause this some of this not all of it obviously but he is still a little useless and I think I like that best about him because I don't like the Gaston like thing about him in fact that's one of the things I wrote that I didn't like having to do with one of the other characters but we'll talk about that when she comes up soon enough um but like he isn't like yay I love this guy for me at all but I do like that he is still in certain ways useless because I enjoyed that about him in the previous ones or like, I didn't even think I enjoyed that about him because in the first one I was like, Oh my gosh, do something. You know, like how are you the star of this movie? You've literally done nothing but fall over yourself. (laughs) Um, But like, I, I guess I just got used to him being like that. And I'm glad that they didn't completely change that, even though, Clearly, this man has lost his mind and is retelling the story over and over and over again in a different way, in a different setting, with a different Linda every time. 
And it, I think that's what I like best, though, that he still is that idiot, because otherwise, this would be a very cookie-cutter action movie. If yeah. it were, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Ash, <laughs> this would be a terrible movie. I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Ash, but having him be Ash from, like, the first one, <laughs> where he does nothing and just falls <laughs> all the time. I don't, I don't know how that would work out, but I want to see Arnold try to do it. Sure. Not current Arnold. Not, not like, however old he is, Arnold. Like, back in the day, Arnold. Yeah, you want Terminator <laughs> 1 Arnold. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, when the movie first started, I, I always appreciate the backstory because... For someone like me who gets so easily confused, I feel like I say this every episode or like for every movie as well. For somebody like me who gets easily confused with storylines, um, it's it helps. It helps me kind of, even though I've seen the previous movies, it helps me kind of go, okay, I get this a little bit more now or whatever, you know, and it helps me just kind of have a better grasp on the movie. Um, Especially for this movie, having seen the previous movies doesn't really help you much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we were talking about it during the first movie before it. You asked me, oh, so this is what these movies are like? And mm -hmm. I just started laughing because I knew by the third movie, there'd be an army of undead skeletons back <laughs> in, like, the 1700s. <laughs> okay, so my first reaction was, ugh, I hate this setting because I don't like movies from, like, the 1700s or whatever, from whatever old-ass period, you know? I, I really don't enjoy movies like that with one very distinct, or not distinct, very important exception to that, which is the... Um, What's it called? Okay. See, I do this every fucking episode and I need to write the shit down. Um, uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Love it. I love that movie. That movie is so... We, we have to watch that one and talk about it sometime, at some point. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but I love that movie so much. And this movie gave me those type of feels. So I appreciated it. Once it got to the, like, stupid comedy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it took a minute before it got there. And as soon as it did, I was like, yes, okay. I like the setting a whole lot better now. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, the setting wasn't a problem for me, especially mm -hmm. because it's something that we hadn't seen Ash do before. And I yeah. like that they got him out of the one fucking cabin. <laughs> yeah. Where it didn't work for me is the other characters. I think both of the other movies, the other characters brought something. Whether it's like, I fucking hate you, like Annie. Or whether it's like, oh god, Linda is the best in all of these things. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Yeah. None of the side characters brought dick to this movie, except slightly Henry the Red. Yeah. I agree. I was kind of, I found all the other ones pretty lacking. I, Arthur came off as super evil immediately. I thought he was going to be he, throughout the movie. I thought, okay, this is it. This is going to be the chain or the turning point for Arthur. And he's going to like turn around and kill them all or something like that. But it never came. At the very beginning, he tells Sheila that Henry the Red's men murdered Sheila's brother, and I mm. thought he did it and was pinning it on them. Yes, I thought that too. And I was just waiting for that to come to fruition, 
but it never did. It turned out that they were just having a war that nobody remembered who started it anymore. It was probably the Deadites that started it to begin with. They were both yeah. fighting each other. And yep. He was just like a sad leader guy with very well-conditioned hair. <laughs> okay, but I have to say, very uh, well-conditioned, very flowy hair, but what the fuck was that haircut? The, like, bang situation? I, I didn't like it at all. Like, they need to do something about that. I know this is supposed to be, whatever, 1700s or whatever it is, but clearly you have scissors to give yourself that haircut, or somebody did. They could have done a better job, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I liked it because it was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is, is like, I was looking at him as a, like, as he's supposed to be this leader. And I don't think we ever really look at him as like, you're incapable. You know, he was as capable as he could have been as a leader in that time period without proper weapons or the know-how, I guess. Like, what are you going to do when an army of skeletons comes and attacks you? Nobody fucking knows how to react to that, you know? So getting your people to safety would have been a proper response. So it's not like he was a bad leader. Um, so I took him seriously as a leader. And so I was just like, what is your hair, though? Like, just please. It can be long and flowy and beautiful, but it doesn't need those bangs. We could do without those. But it was ridiculous. So if that's what they were going for, absolutely. They did a great job. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, it was so <laughs> Yeah. I was confused, though, at the points of the wise man because the wise man seemed to know a lot about mm. the book of the dead and about the deadites themselves and all of that lore mm. how is it that he wasn't aware that sacrificing human meat to the deadites strengthens all of them mm. because mm. they were using a pit full of the Kandarian demons mm as a way to take out their enemies. And as we saw in the first one, if one deadite gets a bite of human flesh, it strengthens the entire group, not just the one who got to eat that day. Yeah. That was the dumbest wise man in the world. He didn't know <laughs> that. He only read part of the book. He didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> he skipped it. Yeah, he was just like, oh, I got the gist. Good enough. <laughs> and the worst part of it, though, is later on when, and we're skipping ahead here, but yeah. when he has sent Ash on a quest to get the book, mm. he is having Ash repeat an incantation. <laughs> and yep. Ash repeats the incantation two different ways, and he doesn't correct it. <laughs> Yeah, he just says, do it again, basically. It's like, do it again, incorrectly again? Like, you just want him to keep fucking it up? Yeah, uh, and one of the times he says Nick to, and I think the second time he says Nick Toe, and he doesn't correct it, he just says, say it again. <laughs> yeah. So, really, it's not even Ash's fault that he didn't know it, because the wise man was too dumb to teach it to him. Probably. No, no, the, 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 it was still Ash's fault. Partially, at least. Oh, we we can't take all of the blame off of Ash. Don't give him that. 
No, but it was supposed to be that person's responsibility to yeah. teach him the most important phrase of all time. <laughs> Maybe he knew that Ash wasn't going to repeat it or learn it or remember it anyway, so he was just like, why the fuck am I wasting my time? I know how this is going to end. <laughs> yeah. I just need him to believe in himself and know, like, believe that he has to be here to save everyone. And, like, maybe he's seen the whole future. Who knows? You never know. Maybe he's the wisest man. Ooh. See? <laughs> no, probably not. But, <laughs> I okay, so I have a couple of things about this movie that I have to applaud. Because I don't know if they had, I'm assuming, anyway, that they had a bigger budget. For this one versus the first two? I'm sure. I don't know for sure, but considering that the first two made millions of dollars, I would guess. Yeah. Um, they had to also because the first two had what I call the little Muppet puppet thingies as their demons. And then this one, I mean, cl- there were still some that were very clearly Muppet puppet creatures. Um, but... I really liked what they did with the um, the the skeletons. I thought, I thought that cheesy. was they did look cheesy, but I think that's at least that's what I thought they were going for because everything in the whole movie became very cartoony, you know. Uh-huh. But but I loved how the skeletons looked, even though they were cheesy. I loved how cheesy they were. I loved the way they move. I loved the way that the voices were. <laughs> like, it was so stupid. They were like, yeah, go. Yeah, like, I'm going to give them a piece of my whatever. I was just like, oh, God, yes, this is what I want. This is what I wanted out of the Ash movies, and I would have never known that that's what I wanted. You might actually enjoy the TV show then. I was <laughs> questioning whether or not you might enjoy it. But if you like that, and if you liked it, miniature ash you'll like oh my we'll get to miniature ash we will get there i promise we will have a whole mm-hmm. section on miniature ash um but that was great and then also i i think the my issue with the first two movies was that it was trying too hard to be so not trying too hard but it was so gory both of them were so gory there was so much blood and they was like trying to be scary even though there was, I mean, and I know you said like they weren't trying to be funny at first and then they were like, oh, people seem to like this. So let's go with that then, you know? Um, and then, so the second one was a little funnier or whatever, but this one, they just got rid of the gore. I mean, there was like, I think one scene of a shit ton of blood and then that comes out of the the hole in the ground, whatever it is. Um And then that was basically it. I feel like there wasn't much blood, even with like chopping body parts. We don't see that. You know what I mean? So this went from comedy horror to maybe like comedy action, but more emphasis on comedy. And I enjoyed that a lot more. And I think using the blood the rare time that they did Mm-hmm. really made it make an impact in that time rather than just having to be like, oh, there's more blood. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. It was it was a very, like, whoa moment. For me, it was, I didn't know it was going to be because I assumed there was just going to be more blood everywhere, like I've seen in the first two movies. So I expected there to be more. But then looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that they didn't do that because, yeah, that stood out. 
Like I, I was left going, oh yeah, that was the only scene that we had like a ridiculous amount of amount of blood. Maybe any blood at all, honestly. I don't think, we, except for like the blood, like bloody cuts on people's faces, we don't really get to see much blood, which I really enjoyed. I'm, I don't even have a problem with gore. I just feel like because they did so much of it in the first two movies, I was like, okay, enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, you brought up Henry, uh, uh, I'm sorry, his correct name, Duke Henry. Um, okay, I don't care what his correct name is. He's Mr. Fancy Pants. Yes, and that is my favorite quote of the entire movie, and it happened so early on, and I didn't even catch it i watched this movie twice and i didn't even like catch it the first time um but i love that quote where he introduces himself to ash and like what he rules and like who he is and how great he is and all this stuff and ash's response is well hello mr fancy pants i got news for you pal you ain't leading but two things right now jack and shit and jack left town i was like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life but it's so good you know what it is and i'm skipping to the very end of the movie now okay in the original theater ending we find out that all of this is just a story that ash is telling some guy that he works with that he swears is true that's not a thing you actually say to a person in the moment but that's definitely a thing where you go to sleep and then you're like Oh, that I thought of this great singer. <laughs> yeah. And so you're embellishing the story. And it's like, you didn't say that. Nobody said <laughs> that. I'm so glad he said that, though. Whether it was in his head or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> I think Henry the Red is the only side character that I actually felt any emotion toward whatsoever. Mm. I enjoyed I his accent and yes. I thought he was really pragmatic. Like when Ash is like, no, tell him you don't know me. Tell him you don't know me. It's like, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I feel like maybe if I like watch this again at some point, cause uh, spoiler alert, I was tired the first time I watched it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, feel like I, I didn't connect to any of the characters in any way because they gave us so little of Henry um, that I feel like I didn't even get anything from him. But I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, he's definitely the best side character. I really, really, really wanted them to give us more of Arthur so that he, we could enjoy him and he could be a better character, but he, there was nothing like he was a, he was like a nobody character, which was shitty. That wasn't this movie though. This wasn't five people locked in a one room cabin. This was (laughs) Ash meets a bunch of people and then 10 minutes later he leaves to go on his own 45 minute side quest and then he comes back. I want the scene in the windmill to be its own short movie extended out a little bit but still ash and mirrors just don't go together yeah no or or they go together beautifully (laughs) like how is it that in all three movies something fucky happens with him and mirrors (laughs) and it's always something different because I think this is why movies, in my opinion, horror movies 
that that include mirrors or any kind of mirror type thing like it could be a tv that you see yourself in or whatever right anything that has a mirror type thing okay wow words are fun reflection reflection thank you so much i'm an english major and an english teacher thank you and Goodbye. I didn't graduate high school. I know where <laughs> reflection is. Hey, fuck off. You were born here. Good enough. <laughs> okay, anyway, but yes, anything that has a reflection in a horror movie. Um, a is used, in my opinion, so creepily anyway. They're always, always the scariest parts of the movie for me. But also will always be the thing that I take with me from a movie. Like if I have seen a movie or I love Supernatural, they've used mirrors in that, at least in one episode. And even in that, like usually Supernatural does not scare me. But if they use a mirror, that's the one thing that I will like, I won't be able to look in a mirror after that for a while you know like or if I had like at one point I had a tv in my room and it was the scariest damn thing trying to fall asleep with a tv in my room because there were constantly things in the tv I always saw reflections of something there wasn't that was my mind fucking with me but it felt like it we're not doing the movie mirrors right now but or that hopefully was the ever. movie. It was <laughs> oh. not a good movie at all, and it wasn't even really scary, except mm-hmm. for this one particular scene with a security guard and a mirror shard, and that's all I'm going to say. Oof. But after I saw that movie, I went to eat at a restaurant, and their bathroom had a mirror on the front wall and a mirror on the back wall, so it was just mirroring off of each other. Oh, God, movies. no. Like, no, no. <laughs> I would piss myself. I'm not doing. Yeah, this. I don't have to go to the bathroom that bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I. But that's probably why. Relating back to this again, um, that's probably why Ash has such trouble with mirrors because it is a creepy thing for them to use pretty easily. I think. And so, uh, even though it wasn't a horror movie really anymore, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into the windmill for real, I need to talk about the woods before the windmill. Okay. Because I told you in the last movie that the shaky cam got cartoony. It was mm-hmm. back perfect in this movie. It was. This yeah. is the shaky cam I need. The, you're talking about him getting chased, right? Yes. And yes, it was so it was perfect really good. with the angles and the trees falling, but they didn't make it super cartoony like they did in the second yeah, I agree. They did a really, really good job with that. However, they did also, talking about camera work, they did do a lot of weird zooms again. And I don't know why they do that. I know it's an intentional thing, like somebody decided on, but I don't like it. There's weird camera zooms. And then there's there was a particular scene, um, like a fight scene, and I'm trying to remember which scene it was. It wasn't all of the scenes. Um, but like there was in earlier on in the movie, where the camera was moving around back and forth between people. I think it was when they still didn't trust Ash. Um, and so he was, he was like fighting them or whatever. Um, oh, I know what it was. He gets pushed into the hole and the creature in there is trying to attack him before he gets his um, hand saw thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like the way that it was moving in there, I didn't like. It made me nauseous for a second, but luckily it didn't last very long. But the yeah, the the scene in the woods was perfect. I love that. That yeah, was probably the scariest part. It was just a very 
crazy part because of the way they use the camera. Again, you don't know what's behind it. Yeah. But Ash, even this new big dude who wants um, who wants to fight <laughs> me, this my boomstick Ash, is terrified <laughs> of whatever this is. Yes. Yeah. And it was really good. The most cartoony part of it is the part where he fucking clotheslines himself in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. He's Ash. <laughs> I was waiting for the trees to be alive, and I'm glad they didn't because now kind of got played out. Yeah. The previous movie. I agree. I thought it was going to happen, too. I was wondering if he was going to be Ash this time, who was going to get almost raped or actually raped. But they couldn't do that, because he's the hero. Well, um, for that movie, that they even regretted doing it in the first one, that they regretted going as far as they did. So Yeah. Like, Good. Yeah, um, everybody should learn from that lesson. <laughs> in the Windmill, though. Uh, oh, the I was sorry. I was going to go back really quickly because there was a line earlier on in the movie that I wanted to mention before we get to the windmill because I think the windmill is going to be its own thing. Um, When, uh, first of all, Boomstick, you already mentioned that. That was brilliant. Um, Secondly, I like that his gun comes out of nowhere and then he like is telling them all about it. And he's like, he says something about S-Mart and he's like, yeah, do you understand that? Right. <laughs> yeah, and he's like talking about all the details of the kind of gun it is and blah 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 all this shit. I'm like, I like that this became an ad for a gun. And I didn't understand why, but then later when we see him, uh is that the actual ending or is that the alternate ending? That's the, the alternate ending. ending. That's the actual ending. Okay. Uh when we see him at the end working at the S Mart, it was so good. I, I laughed so hard once I realized why that happened. Um, it's not even from S-Mart because he just found the gun in the cabin. Oh, yeah. Well, how? but how did he even get the gun in this? That was my question. Like, I know where the saw came from. The, the man threw it to him. But, like, where did the gun come from? It just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Well, he might have had it on him and just not been able to grab it. Mm, okay. And they didn't know what it was to confiscate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in that whole craziness, there's a point where he goes up to Arthur. He looks at him and says, you know, your shoelaces are untied. And Arthur looks down. I'm like, they didn't even have shoelaces in this time period. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he even knew what it was, though. Yeah, yeah. And he looked down. It was so good. It was so dumb. Like, see, that's the kind of shit I really liked about this movie, because that sounded like a line that you would have seen in Robin Hood Men in Tights. It sounded like a Back to the Future line. They fly your shoes inside, and then he, like, slaps him in the nose when he looks My yeah. favorite line happened pretty early in the movie, too, and I don't even remember in what context, but I guess it's when Ash is yelling at the townspeople, and I don't know why. He just goes, mm-hmm. all right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. And it's like, <laughs> I want to say that all the time. <laughs> he That's hated how- these people. He kept calling them <laughs> stupid and primitive and hates the entire time. I'm just like, oh, God, like, you're so smart. Yeah, he says something about uh, Sheila, about how... Well, were you born in a barn or raised in a barn or something like that? And he's like, oh, you were. Everyone here was. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. 
I want to. We didn't talk about Sheila yet, so I want to talk about her before we get back to the future. Okay, um, go ahead. I'll let you start the Sheila. Because we weren't set with Cheryl and Shelly, we needed a Sheila too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Megan Thank is you. a perfectly nice name. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, the romance between Ash and Sheila was really poorly set up. Uh, yep, I didn't want it to be better set up. I just didn't want it to seem like it was such a big deal. Because later on, Ash does something that he stops other people from doing all the time, which is he falls for an obvious trap. Yeah. That the person, Sheila, who has been captured is suddenly alive amongst all of the demons and none of them are touching her. And he goes, oh, she must be fine. (laughs) Yep. And completely fucks up their entire plan just to try and jump out not hurt her and get her. Yeah. And not only does he know better, because that's a very stupid thing to do, but they didn't set it up well enough for me to believe you do that. They set up Linda well enough for me to believe that he would be too stupid to properly cut her up. They did yeah. not set Sheila up well enough for me to believe that he would jeopardize his whole future for okay, they set it up well enough for me to believe that he'd have bone the living shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. But to jeopardize the entire battle and his potential to get home? No. Yeah, exactly. They, but at least it was brief. It, yeah, it was. It was just, I knew it was coming, too. I knew it was going to be a stupid thing. Um, but I also didn't. I, don't, I was going to say I didn't like Sheila. I didn't give a shit about Sheila. Exactly. Like, she was kind of a dud, both as a demon and as a human. Yeah. As a human, she didn't bring the relatable component that you're supposed to bring. She didn't bring the fear or even, like, you're not on her side. But mm. then her demon counterpart was not scary and was not funny. No. Like, Linda, both of the Lindas that we saw the demon version of mm-hmm. were very different. And very funny. They were. They were like highlights of the movie. Mm-hmm. And these movies have had a really good track record of having females that are either good when they're alive or great when they're dead. <laughs> yeah. She was just kind of a woman that was in this movie. Yeah, and the the like start of it too where she's all pissed off and she like throws a rock at Ash because she's like, oh, it's because of you that her brother died, I think is what she thinks, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, I get it, but at the same time, it was like, I already dislike you because they didn't said, I don't care about you, so I clearly don't care about your brother, so now you're doing this, and I'm not on your side, and you're just an annoying side character at this point. And then, like, she, like, becomes his, like, puppy, basically, follows him around. I made you this, and now, oh, Ash, my love, I love you. It's like, well, I mean, she didn't say any of that, but, you know, that's basically who she became. And I was just like, and, like, he gets, he says something about how he needed a blanket or, um, a like, a saddle blanket. for, a what, what was it? A horse blanket. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Um, and he, she gets all pissed off and slaps him, and I'm like, Dude, 
what did you expect was going to happen? You hit him in the head with a rock, sent him to his death. You coming in here and saying, I'm sorry, I thought you were one of his men and you're the reason my brother died. Here's a blanket. Isn't going to fix that shit. So you getting that pissed off over it is dumb, A. B, you coming in there because you think you're, like, important, I guess. If he's supposed to be, like, the chosen one, she must think of herself really highly to come into that room. You know what I mean? Like, we think that she, or we're supposed to think that she's supposed to be special because the movie's just telling us she is. But she must think she's really special to be going in there in the first place. Well, there was a group of women fanning Ash with yeah. palm fronds and feeding him grapes. He probably mm. got blown by all of them. You think you're like, you're not even the first one. Yeah. But she slaps him, then he follows her out, grabs her, and <laughs> they go make a... Oh. Give me some sugar, baby. Opera. It's not even a soap <laughs> opera, it's a telenovela. It is, it's awful. I was so sick of it. And then later on, she says something about how what they had... What she, what he said to her, the sweet things that she he said to her, and like how it was more than just the sex and pillow talk and whatever. And I'm just like, no, God, please stop this. Fast forward. <laughs> now, Ash is smart enough. There's a point where an old demon lady, I guess mm. she was just an old lady, and the wise man is telling Ash, "We need the book. You have to go get the Necronomicon." Mm. And mm. so then the old lady gets possessed by a demon and starts attacking them, saying you'll never get the book, which is a very dumb thing to do if you actually don't want them to believe the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she falls to the ground and is just playing possum, so somebody will come in close enough for her to kill. Yeah. Ash is smart enough to know that it's a trick, but not smart enough to keep it quiet when he says in earshot of the old demon lady that he knows it's a trick and to go get an axe <laughs> to cut her off. <laughs> yeah. And that is peak it, Ash. It's like it you're is. so smart and also the dumbest. <laughs> He's like stumbled upon some information. He still doesn't know how to use it properly though. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I also like, thought it was weird that they gave him a robot hand, by the way. Like in this time period. I loved the robot okay. hand, but I was just sitting there getting a Surf Ninjas flashbacks. <laughs> hey, I've seen that movie now. I get the reference. Yes. <laughs> Luckily, at no point does he grab his own junk and start whacking it. <laughs> robot hand, although in this movie, he absolutely should have. Yeah, he should have. Not only just for this movie, but also for as a person like he definitely is the guy that grabs his dick and says some dirty thing <laughs> i don't know i couldn't think of anything good you have they say that if you lay on your hands so that it falls asleep and then you jerk off you can't feel your dick so it's not gay I've never heard that. So this entire thing that you just said was like, if I ever make a highlight reel of our episodes of like the funniest things we've ever said, that's going to be repeated. It's just going to be in there multiple uh, times. That was one of my favorite that. things. It's pretentious. <laughs> Who says I'm not pretentious? Ash and how awful mm. Ash is at everything. He just like Hulk smashes dick. <laughs> 
That's true. Maybe that's why he needs all those girls around. Maybe he, that's why he needs 10 Lindas and a Sheila. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, she 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 also um screamed really annoyingly if that makes any sense. She was very screechy and I was so tired of it yeah, after the first one. Me, having a scream is very important. Yeah. I agree. And it was an awful scream. Are you ready for the windmill? I am so ready for the windmill. Let's go. <laughs> when Ash breaks the mirror because he thinks it's another person. Uh-huh. The miniature shards of the mirror all are reflecting Ash. And it, when he turns his back, all of them jump out of the shards. And there is a troop of miniatures. <laughs> it's like they stop the movie to have like a Three Stooges slapstick skin. Absolutely, yeah. And I loved it so much. I loved every second of it so much. It was really stupid, but I loved it too. And I think that's when Bruce Campbell really shines. When it's just him, a bunch of various, like, weird possessed shit. Mm -hmm. And if it's more than one him, even better. He's fighting his own separate (laughs) him. He's fighting a bunch of miniature hymns. He's fighting the demon version of him from the mirror. Awesome. All of it's great. It's like, and that's his acting in those scenes is phenomenal. He is so good at acting both crazy, but also hilarious. Cause like, I believe that this man is losing his mind. I, I think it's as soon as he walks into the windmill, he like goes crazy immediately, pretty much, you know? And, and then the whole mirror thing happens and like him fighting himself and like the, like this. The slapstick humor is so good because he like stabs one of them into a wall with uh, what the fuck even is that like a fork or something I don't know a what it's a pitchfork yeah and they like oh god they do so many things both him and the miniature hymns that are very much I for me anyway it was very um Tom and Jerry I guess yeah and it was so good. And the voices, again, the, like, I, I don't, I can't even do it. I was going to do it again, but I know it was awful the first time, so I'm not going to mimic it this time. But the, like, They were the lollipop noodles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so funny. I loved, like, that, that's what I needed in this movie. Because, you know, in the last two movies, I was like, oh, they drag on. It's like, they're short movies. How do they feel like they're so long, right? Yeah. This is what I needed in these movies because it feels like this movie should have only been like a 45 minute movie, <laughs> but I'm so glad it was longer so that they could give me that shit. And I enjoyed that the action scenes weren't all like Ash and the Chainsaw. He had to do other stuff. Yeah. Like he got to use his big weapons at the end and he got to use his big weapons in the pit. But hmm. in this section, he had to do other stuff. Yeah. And that other stuff is what made it not feel like a repetitive action scene. Yeah. Oh, he had his face in, well, I don't even know what it was. It Was it above the fireplace? That's why it was hot. Yeah. And his, like, face gets stuck to it. So he has to scrape it off with, like, a shovel. Yeah, and he doesn't even have a burn uh, on his face. No. So you don't know. <laughs> I will say this entire section, the CGI of the miniature ashes is very bad. 
there's yeah. a point where they're like prying his mouth open. It doesn't look even slightly like they're doing that. <laughs> no. But it doesn't matter. And then the, then the little ash jumps into his mouth and is in his stomach. Yeah. And, and then he drinks the, the whole <laughs> Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I've blocked this entire scene out because the miniature ash starts growing inside of him. <laughs> And, like, eyeballs are a big nope for me, so the one growing out of his shoulder vagina yeah. made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> it was funny, though. I know, it, like, it probably was the worst thing for you, but I was just, like, this, I didn't think it could get weirder, and then it got weirder, and I was just, it. I, I don't think I could even catch up with the humor enough to actually laugh at any of it, if that makes any sense. Like, I thought it was hilarious, but I don't think I was cracking up through it. Like, I, I might have been in my head, but I wasn't out loud. I was cracking up. I was having such a good time. Mm-hmm. And especially when he became, like, a two-headed monster because the second of him was <laughs> yep. growing out. And somehow the second of him got a hand. <laughs> but... The him that came out was, as he called himself, Bad Ash. Yeah. And Bad Ash is basically all of Jim Carrey's early career. Is Pretty that much, moment, yeah. Where he's making fun of him and making the faces and doing the little dance. <laughs> yeah. Like, the dance This is the great. Grinch. I'm watching <laughs> the Grinch. <laughs> I believe he's singing London Bridge is Falling Down, right? Is that... Isn't that what he's singing? Huh? And he's, like, using that to hit him. I think he, like, hits him to a rhythm, basically. Bad yeah. out. But that's when he's already got his own body. My mistake. He's yes. not even just a second head anymore. He get, he becomes his own body. Bad Ash versus Good Ash. Full versions. <laughs> so they went from miniatures to an eyeball to a second head to a full person. Yeah. Yeah. At least I uh, Ash didn't have to cut this one off. That's true. That's true. He's done enough of that. Ash is really bad at dismemberment. I'm going to say this right now because you do recall that I gave, in I believe the first review, a handy tutorial for anyone out there who would like to I dismember do. their possessed role. Mm-hmm. I try not to think about that, but yes. <laughs> in that movie, Scott managed to fully dismember Shelly so well that she never came back. Mm. And he didn't even know they had to dismember them to prevent that at the time. So mm. he just did such a good job that it was never a possibility for her. Yeah. But every single time Ash tries to dismember and bury someone, they're always still animated. Yeah. Why it's, doesn't Ash ever realize, like, okay, maybe I'm not cutting enough. Maybe I need to do every articulated joint for Ash. Because he's a moron. And that's How what we much? love about Ash. I don't know if the reason that evil Ash was able to come back was because he was reanimated by the incantation being said wrong, or if he was just never unanimated because his mm. head was still talking. And if he were properly dismembered when Ash <laughs> buried him, his head would have been shut up because there would have been no demons still in there. That's a good point. 
So maybe, so maybe the uh, incantation had nothing to do with anything. It was just something that the wise man was doing for fun. No, the incantation had to do with all the other skeletons, but Igor mm. was still there and still fine. And you yeah. look how upset I am about this because apparently government <laughs> is my passion. <laughs> but. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, podcast has become a totally different type of podcast, um, and I'm a little scared. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I get why he didn't properly dismember, dismember Linda, because uh-huh. he loved Linda, and it was very emotional and difficult for him. Evil Ash was completely nothing to him. It wasn't like he was looking at him like, he sure me, I can't just remember myself. It's so hurtful. <laughs> that was just a demon that had hurt him probably very badly. I can't imagine something ripping itself out of my shoulder vagina, but <laughs> when I had you know- kids out of my normal one, <laughs> they hurt like fuck and they weren't full grown. <laughs> That's a good point. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, I love it. What, like, I feel like this is a whole separate podcast now. And, and this is the beauty of the windmill leading to the rest of the scenes with the evil Ash coming out. Um, it's a whole separate podcast of dismembering yourself properly. Eye vaginas, or shoulder eye vaginas, I guess. Um, what else? Uh, just Ash being incapable. I feel like we could do a multi-episode podcast of just talking about how awful Ash is at life. Yeah. <laughs> at the things he's good at, I should I should say. This is something that he's predestined to do. Yeah. And he's not great at it, but Mm-mm. I mean, who says the person who's destined to do something is the best at it? He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time <laughs> and happened to survive. Well, okay, I'm going to relate this to the Harry Potter series. Two people within it. First of all, Harry. Harry is incapable of shit. Harry gets himself into a whole lot of trouble and then everybody around him comes to his rescue. He just happens to have a lot more power than everybody else does. And so he is able to use that like a little bit of it goes a long way for him but he is not capable of shit you know but also Dumbledore the greatest wizard of all time and this sounds like I hate the Harry Potter series I fucking love the Harry Potter series and Dumbledore is like I won't let anybody else knock him however he is a bad headmaster like he's (laughs) the worst headmaster in the world he's a wonderful wizard but he is not a good headmaster he like takes away points from the the parties or the parties, the groups because of the the houses, sorry, Um, because of like stupid, stupid things. He gets mad at children for almost dying. I'm like, that's not the proper response to that headmaster. We don't get mad at them when they almost died. We should be a little more concerned. Like, He's just he's just so bad at being a headmaster. So yeah, just because you're supposed to be the best at something or you're predestined to be, um, doesn't mean you're actually capable of shit all. So there's Ash for you. <laughs> okay. I'd like to point out though, Ash was mm. not predestined to be the best at it. He mm. was just predestined to be the one who the showed one. up. Yeah. And you know what? He did that. He always showed up. <laughs> 
That is true. We did show <laughs> um, The incantation, Klaatu Barata Niktu. It's oh, you say it correctly. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because I don't want to risk it. <laughs> don't ask me to say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> to a movie from the 1950s, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Hmm. However, most times when it's referenced these days are people who think Army of Darkness created it because a movie from the 50s is kind of before their time. <laughs> and... Ash said it wrong to the guy. I was just like, that's fine. So he <laughs> showed enough. up. Huh. And uh, at first, he is just like, I'm just going to grab the books. Because he doesn't like a moron. remember if there's an mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first book gives him cartoon face. <laughs> it does. It's so good. It's real weird. I love it. And I love that when he is trying to fix it, he's like shaking his head. <laughs> and then it's just getting weirder and weirder. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Huh? Um, I think there's a game called, or a uh, YouTube channel called Monster Factory. Mm-hmm. And they did a guy like his face of a video game character where they were just like pulling it out and having his <laughs> eyes be like these like little full eyeballs maybe he duck lips and giant chin <laughs> and it's like that's you that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what they did in this movie they just made Ash <laughs> it was so it, stupid but it legitimately made me laugh yeah I thought it was funny it and I like that finally when they were like, okay, we've done enough variations of it. He just shakes his head again and then it's normal and he's fine. Like there's not some weird face. Like, and he never actually tries to like push his face back up or anything like that. His so- solution to it is no, if I just keep shaking my head really hard, it'll eventually fix itself. And it works. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's lucky he didn't lose his other hand though because yep. the other book that he tries to grab bites his hand which i feel like he should have expected after the first book because you can clearly see the mouth on the second book they all have mouths because it's made of a human face but it's like maybe it's just because like i was focusing more on it when it already started to come to life he places his hand right over the mouth and after the first book you should you should be a little more careful than that. I guess he is because he goes between two bo- the last two books and like almost grabs the other one and then comes back to this one. Yeah, but he's still an idiot. It's he like is. He was paying attention to what Facebook no. had. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention to anything. Uh, for anybody who really wants to know, Monster Factory, Truck Shepherd, and Mass Effect Two. There you go. Are we doing shout-outs now? Shit, I'm not prepared for that. (laughs) It would have killed me not to remember. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, Ash is just lucky that it didn't infect his other hand because he couldn't have shot his gun. And that would have been sad for you because he did some cool gun spinny thingies with that hand. Love it. I know you do. (laughs) Ash forgetting the words is 
the most ash thing for me. That, like, if you ask me, okay, what is the defining ash thing? Yeah. That's the defining ash. Like, that's his character from now going forward until forever. He is this guy (laughs) that sits there and forgets, realizes he forgets, and then tries to cheese it. (laughs) Well, okay, yeah, I think that was the best, though, because he just starts saying random words that start with the letter n because he remembers that the last word begins with the letter n at least he's pretty sure so he says things like noodle i believe yeah like it's definitely not noodle though right ash like you gotta know that you gotta know it's definitely not noodle if you don't like i I wouldn't have remembered it either however that's one thing i'd know for sure it's definitely not gonna be noodle or he says some other shit too that i was just like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah and then yeah repeat the last two words Platu Barata is not going to be followed by noodle or necktie or nickel. Yes, necktie. Necktie was good too. Um, but then he decides he's going to cheat his way through it, and with a bunch of confidence, kind of coughs <laughs> as his last word, and then just kind of looks around like. Yeah, that was good enough. That totally worked. And then takes the book. And then when shit starts to go all sour, he's like, no, I said it. I said the words. I did. Who are you convincing? Yeah. It's like, who are you trying to convince, though, Ash? Like, you think the demons are like, oh, my bad. (laughs) Well, and then later they ask him about it. And he says to the wise man, I might not have said every little syllable, but basically I said it. <laughs> it's like, I don't think magic incantations are big on basically. No, no. Oh, yeah, it was really funny, though. And you're right. Like, I don't know. I feel like even though I've seen the first, all three movies, I still feel like I don't know Ash as well as you do. Maybe because there's a TV series, too. Maybe because you've seen the movies more than I have, obviously, and that you've, like like loved them so much but that's definitely ash (laughs) it's very ash yes two things that are defining ash moments that and the like going crazy and And maybe spinning his gun yeah oh spinning his gun is also part of this ash though that's true it's not the first ash at all Oh, people from the future such loud about braggarts. Just me, baby. Just me. <laughs> that's the third part of Ash. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, though, because he says shit like that. But I feel like I didn't mind him and his personality as much as I probably should have. Except for... Um, when he was talking to Sheila. Every time he spoke to Sheila, I was like, I fucking hate you. I I just stopped talking, Ash. But then when he was just talking to random people or most of the time to himself, um, I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was like, you're a horrible man who thinks he's like a god, you know? (laughs) I think that's just the storyline though, because in the first one and even the second one where you can kind of see that he's Maybe it's what's actually happening and not just him narrating the story to another dude. 
Mm. It was just like, yeah, I was in love with Linda. It broke my heart when she died. Mm. I still hear the piano song and imagine her dancing. Yeah. And in this one, it's just like, I pull so many chicks. Chicks feed me crazy. <laughs> chicks want to bone me and I can have any chick I want. <laughs> yep. And I don't think it's a, as I said, I don't think it's like a strict retelling of the story. I think it's him trying to make it seem like he pulls real good mm-hmm. to this, like, guy who doesn't give a fuck. No. Who doesn't believe a single word he's telling either. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, when when all the skeletons start to um, reach out from their graves... <laughs> Um, and they start grabbing him and stuff and holding him down. And he's like, I think he's yelling at them. If I'm not mistaken, he's basically yelling at them to let him go, which I thought was great. That's also an Ash thing. Good it's try. like, huh? Good try. Yeah. Like, it's like, if, if I just tell you, no, 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 I send the words. We're cool. You'll believe me. No, no, no. If I say, just let go of me, let the hell, let the fuck go of me. Like you're actually going to let go of me. That's how things work. Right. I just have to tell you what to do. <laughs> it's like, nope, that's not how it works. Not at all. But yeah, but the it- skeletons I loved. I did not love the flying demon thing, but I don't know if you can talk about that scene some more before I go back to that. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about that scene, but it's before the flying demon. Okay, go ahead. Ash gets back with the book, and he knows he is fucked up majorly, and he mm-hmm. knows they're coming. Mm-hmm. So he immediately is just like, okay, they're going to send me back before they have to deal with this shit. It's not my problem. Yeah. Which is dumb, because what the fuck future does he think he's going back to in that case? Yeah. If the evil takes over the earth, and he goes forward... In time, however many years, he's gonna wake up and they're just gonna be like sitting on his chest, like, hello. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Um, hey, see, now that's what they should have done for an actual horror movie, maybe. No. So he gets back hmm. and is immediately on edge because he knows how much he has fucked up. Mm. So they're running up to him, like, are you saying you're back? And just like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I love that so much. So do I. Like, <laughs> that's not my favorite quote, but it might be the quote my brain most says in response to everything. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the most usable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not out loud. It depends on who you are, what kind of life you live. But I, I, I think as a sixth grade teacher, that thought has been in my head often. Maybe not those exact words. Now those exact words will be in my head if we ever go back to school, that is. But sixth graders have no sense of, like, personal space. So when they get really close to me, it's just like, oh, my gosh, get the fuck out of my face. So, yeah, (laughs) it applies to any life you live. (laughs) They find out that he fucked up and cheesed the words and that there's an army of the undead mm-hmm. coming to, or more likely an army of darkness, coming mm-hmm. to <laughs> their township. And they're yep. like, oh, good, you're the chosen one, you'll save us. It's like, fuck that, I'm not going to do that. This, the deal was, you get the book and I go back. Mm-hmm. 
And they all try to convince him to shut up, and he refuses. Mm-hmm. This is Ash's big hero fantasy, and even in that, he fucks <laughs> up, loses the girl, and gets called a coward by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love that. And that's I did too. When the flying monkey demon arrives. Yeah. You haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, but have you seen the flying monkeys? I haven't. I haven't this seen anything just really. The Wizard of Oz flying monkey. But oh. Vision. Great, then I should definitely watch The Wizard of Oz because what the fuck? <laughs> like, I loved how cheesy the, the skeletons were. I did not love the weird-ass fucking flying demon. From far away, I was like, ooh, Jurassic Park, cool. And then they zoomed in, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I mean, not that I was expecting it to be a dinosaur, obviously. Uh, God, I feel like I have to know the, what they're called. The creepiest dinosaurs, at least in Jurassic Park 3, in my opinion. The flying dinosaurs. Pterodactyls, thank you. I don't know my dinosaurs. Who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I, it should have looked more like that, and I would have liked it better. It was so stupid looking. I don't even, like, I don't really even have anything else to say about it. I just think it was the dumbest looking, like, poor quality CGI or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> I know they needed it in order to get one demon into the township to steal the girl. Yeah. But I don't think that demon fit in with the rest of the demons. I agree. Because the ones that are the lower ones are skeletons, and that's just because that's what all of them are. And the mm. only one that isn't like that is the Ash Demon, and it's because he is a foil to Ash, that he was born of Ash, that makes right. him a special one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was weird. Like it. Sorry. It didn't fit in, but they needed it to have wings so it could get in and get mm. out. Yeah, and so they just kind of threw it in, which I get, but... I also really like that, at least in my head, um, I thought Arthur was trying to, basically, he was trying to get, it was like he was he was using reverse psychology or something. He was trying to get Ash to stay and fight by basically just doing the, like, yeah, I knew you weren't going to actually stay. That's fine. We're, we're, we're men of our word. So, yeah, we'll send you back. It's fine. You don't have to stay. You know, like, yeah, exactly. It was like, it's like he knew that that would work. So he was doing that. I don't know if that was actually what was happening because I feel like I made, I made a personality for Arthur because they didn't give me one. I don't think that's what was happening at all, but I kind of wish it were. Yeah. I'm going to pretend that that's what was happening because I really wanted to like him. (laughs) I know you're not a big fan of talking about the logistics of time travel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'll let right. you lead, and I'll just sit here confused. Ash does, after Sheila is taken to be turned sexually <laughs> by <laughs> Ash. Mm-hmm. Ash decides he's going to stay at Yes. And they do a very supposed to be inspirational, but actually left me completely empty scene where it's like, 
I give my steel, I give my sword. <laughs> yeah. And it it was cheesy too. I, I that's all I thought was like, oh, okay, great, cool, yeah, you're all in. <laughs> I wanted to be inspired, and I wasn't. But the point yeah. is, mm-hmm. Ash's coming was foretold by the book. Right. So in circular theory, that means that the present reality of the Evil Dead Two Dead by Dawn should have already been affected by Ash, because according to the book, he had already been in the past and done everything he was supposed to do. Uh huh. But he goes back and teaches them how to make gunpowder and complex machinery, <laughs> things that they had no idea about and probably wouldn't have figured out for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to expect that his meddling had no effect at all in time space, time space continuum and when things were invented in the past? I don't know. However, time-space continuum will always remind me of Dude, Where's My Car? That's, like, the only thing I have to offer to this whole time travel thing you just said. (laughs) It's kind of like if you bring a smartphone into the past, Mm. they're probably going to develop smartphones earlier than they would have if they had not had that piece of machinery back then. Right. So if he teaches these people how to make gunpowder, they know how to make explosives way earlier than they're supposed to. Right. So it definitely changes the past, which changes the future. Right, it does, yeah. In theory, if Dead by Dawn was already affected by Ash in the past, then that means the reality of Dead by Dawn was already affected by Ash teaching them gunpowder. Maybe. Right. So or then he just didn't think about this as much as I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the entire universe thought about this as much as you thought about it. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Maybe one of our followers can be like, no, totally. Let's talk about it some more because your co host is incapable. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. to sneak more time traveling for you. I hate it so much. I will always and forever hate it. And I'm very much looking forward to at least re or rewatching at least one of the back to the future movies. I don't know if, how many are there now? Three. Okay. I, I definitely haven't seen the third one. I'm not sure if I've seen the second one. I know I've seen the first one, but so okay. long ago. <laughs> and I look forward to that and the confusion of that too. I won't <laughs> set your opinions on what to expect out of the second and the third one, but I mm-hmm. will say that one of them is significantly better than the first, and one of them is a movie also. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to see how we feel about all of that. I look forward to it. Um, yeah. I liked them preparing for the war, by the way. Not necessarily the, like, making gunpowder and stuff. Although, I think it was the wise man who was who made the gunpowder and then, like, held it over. Or, no, Ash was making it and handed it to him so he could make his own batch. And he, like, holds it over the fire. And I thought that was funny because then he, like, moves the candle away from the wise man because he doesn't trust uh, him with it. I thought that was kind of funny. Like, like small humor. Just that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, no. When somebody else is doing something dumb, he's like, how could you? You're an idiot. Um, But uh, I liked the, like, stupid preparation for fighting that he does where he has them do, like, three moves 
of fighting and I was just like it looks like a dance it looks so stupid yeah, and it was look like it would actually be effective it looked more like a confidence booster yeah like trying to like defend yourself with karate when you did Taibo <laughs> you don't know how to actually karate to defend yourself yeah no um, and it was I thought it was funny because it was supposed to be like those action movies where people are actually preparing for things and you see a bunch of scenes of them learning moves and fighting and all that kind of shit. And this was just that one scene and it was like, oh, we're ready now? That was it? Okay, cool. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I didn't want anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I I thought the army of darkness, they told you that the skeletons themselves were cartoony. But I love that they were so put together that they had the resources to put together a marching band. <laughs> yeah. I also really love that I'm pretty sure all of the voices of the skeletons were just voices of the people that were on good Ash's side, like his army. They just used this, those people to do these voices too. So it was like a mirror army, but skeleton version. <laughs> well, this uh, series is pretty well known for reusing actors. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't matter how many millions they made from the first two. They're still going to re- They're just going to pay their people more. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, who is it? <laughs> when they're standing there, though, and they've got the book locked up and there's like four men basically protecting it and ash i think he's thinking it i don't think he says it out loud he says maybe just maybe my boys can stop them from getting the book yeah maybe i'm a chinese jet pilot (laughs) he's 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 so special in the things that he says and i that's what i definitely laughed at because i wasn't expecting it it was so dumb yeah yeah it was great yeah, um, I don't understand why the Zenites were riding live horses. No, they didn't have any dead horses to ride. They should have been dead horses. They should have, but that probably would have been difficult to CGI. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the aesthetics would have been so much better. Yeah, I agree. It would have been great. I, Especially I think... because earlier on, they showed Ash's horse being afraid of the Kinder Indy. Mm. Well, I think if they had done it, though, with how cheesy and cartoony everything was, and I'm not saying this is a negative thing, but I think if they had done horse uh, dead horses or, like, skeleton horses, it would have been very Nightmare Before Christmassy. It already kind of was. It already was. Yeah, you're right. But the skeletons, I think, would have made it really that way. Maybe. Though this movie I was probably before that anyway. <laughs> 1992. I have no idea when Nightmare Before Christmas came out. <laughs> um, it shocks me that this was a 90s movie though because you don't think of it like that does it I mean, feel like it? I don't think of it at all I don't think of it at all well I do now um, does it seem newer or older it seems like an 80s movie yeah I thought so too but I knew it wasn't but I still felt like I was watching an 80s movie throughout it, so I didn't think of it as a 90s movie even as I watched it. It's early enough in the 90s that it's basically 80s, isn't it? Sure enough. It's from an 80s series. Um, yeah. I love that the battle was very primitive. I mean, mm. there were some explosions, 
mm-hmm. and that was good. But it was even better because this is a movie set so far in the distant past to see it fought with like hand tools and arrows and punching. Yeah. Rather than for them to have a bunch of new weapons. Yeah, they didn't give them all guns suddenly because they were able to make gunpowder. They were still using their weapons, and that was really good. I agree. I also really like the skeletons' reactions to getting blown up or almost getting blown up. Like, they their eyes would pop out somehow, you know, and they would just make a weird, like, cartoon sound. It, like, everything about the skeletons. I just wanted the skeletons to dance. I think that's the only thing they didn't do with the skeletons that I wanted them to do. It would have fit nowhere in it. That's why I feel like this movie should be split into multiple mini-movies, you know? Like, 20-minute-long movies, one of the um, windmill scene, or, or windmill, I guess it would become scenes, of miniature um, ashes fighting bigger ash. I don't even need it to be the, like, split into two ashes. I don't need that. Just the miniature. Um, and then one of the skeletons just being the ridiculous skeletons. And, like, their preparation. I want to see them prepping for war more than I want to see the humans prepping for war. I do think it was, I liked Evil Ash in his Mm. Jim Carrey scenes. Yeah. I was not fond of Evil Ash during the ending scenes. He was not a, I don't think he was as good of a big bad as, like, he didn't really come off as being the evil the way in the previous movie Henrietta did. Well, do you know why? Why? Because it was still Ash. It was just demon Ash. So it had to be not good at being evil. I like it. <laughs> he was yeah. awful at it. And that, that, that was it. It was just, he was such a bad, like he was so bad at being a bad guy. He was, but I also think that it had a little to do with the fact that he was underutilized. Hmm, maybe. He had his little scene with Sheila and Gimme some sugar. Uh-huh. And then for the most part of the battle, he just stood in the back and went, No, don't blow up. Yeah. Go get him. And it kind of took all the teeth out of him as being the guy. Yeah, considering he was supposed to be the big bad, he didn't. He wasn't really powerful. He wasn't ballsy. He wasn't like, okay, I'm fucking sick of this. My turn. Like you're dead now, you know. But what I think he did bring to the movie that I really enjoyed about him is having him fight against, I guess, good Ash, <laughs> um, uh, and them constantly throwing lines at each other that were equally ridiculous. Yeah, that was good. Like, he says, you're going down, and Ash says, I'm going up, and he climbs the stairs. I was like, this is so stupid, and I love it so much. I my, want it to continue on. <laughs> my favorite part of those two's fight, mm-hmm. Evil Ash has a sword, and Good Ash has a wooden stake. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Good Bad, I'm the guy with the gun, so it's no problem. <laughs> but the Evil Ash cuts through the wooden stake with his sword, and then Good Ash goes, oh. Like, he just <laughs> realized that we didn't beat swords. <laughs> yeah. It was, 
see, that was fun about it. And I, I don't think the movie really needed to have a Henrietta level, like scary, evil, hard to beat kind of a character. Um, because I do think that this movie was so, so, so different than the first two movies, even though there were clear similarities, obviously it was part of the same series, obviously Ash is in it. And that whole thing is the same, but even like the demons, there weren't a, there weren't that many demons. It was like three total deep or no, like four, maybe total demons throughout the whole thing. I think, um, the rest of them were just skeletons, you know, um, but also, like, it wasn't, I don't think at any point it felt like a horror movie to me, except for the one chase scene where, you know, the camera is doing the chasing and you don't know what actually is there. Um, that was the scary scene of the whole movie. Everything else was funny and somewhat action-y, you know? It was. So I didn't need that. I didn't feel the, like, lacking of a big bad because I didn't need one in this movie. That makes sense. And, of course, in line with everything else in the movie, Ash Mm. defeating evil Ash was almost an accident. Of course. (laughs) Yep. He drops the torch, and then he's just like, oh, okay, that works. (laughs) Yep. He, uh, there were so many little, like, um, evil Ash moments, too, because I think it was... There was some, like, train noise or something where he, like, freaks out because he's a skeleton now, but then his, like, skull opens up and then the the train noise happens where it's, like, smoke coming out of the ears in a cartoon kind of a thing, you know? But, like, him realizing he's going to be blasted into basically space. Um, So that happens. That was funny. And then also before, like early on when they're first going to go like um, the the demons, I guess, or the the what are they called? The army of darkness um, is about to head to the is it a castle? The castle. Castle. Thank you. Um, When they're going to do that and Ash is trying to like yell for them to go and how they're doing great and whatever, like they're going to win and blah, 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 all this shit, the demon ashes. And his jaw keeps dropping every time he tries to yell something. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was funny because he tries it a couple of times, fixes his jaw, and then has to just like grit his teeth. <laughs> just say it, normal voice. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So I think like all of that kind of shit made it where he was funny enough that I didn't need him to be any more evil. And then it made it, it didn't feel impossible to beat him, which I appreciated too. I hate when movies, and I don't think any of these movies have necessarily done that, but like some movies make it where it's like, okay, but he, like this, whatever bad thing is, is going to be impossible to beat. There's no way you can beat them. And then suddenly they're beat. You know what I mean? And I'm glad they didn't do that with this because he was very easy to beat, actually. I actually didn't understand why the entire Deadite army stopped fighting when Evil Ash was taken down. Like, do you just not want the book anymore? (laughs) Uh, Maybe they just feel like they can't because they're not capable. Well, they were doing a pretty good They were doing fine, yeah. (laughs) Until Henry the Red's army showed up. There were four of them. Yeah. And it was very nice of them to show up considering the war. But mm-hmm. 
I guess they did end up getting out of it when they wanted to get out of it because afterwards there was a big truce and everybody hugged each other. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was. And like in a better setup movie, it would have been a really touching moment for Henry, mm. Mr. Fancy Pants, and his army to show up <laughs> yeah. to defend their enemies from the big evil. In this movie, Everyone but Ash was so poorly set up that he showed up and it was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. You see all of the people getting mowed down, and there were there are people get like that you recognize that are getting killed. Mm. It's like, eh. yeah, because we didn't care about any of them. Exactly. Yeah, and then you know what else is that Sheila li- lives at the end. She's uh-huh. totally fine. And I, I was just like, why, though? I get that Ash can become possessed and fight it off through sheer force of will. Because yeah. he's the chosen one. Right. How does that work with Sheila? And I thought what was even weirder about it was that they don't end up together at the end. Like, they kiss again, and then he leaves. Because he didn't actually want to be with her. No, and so, like, what was the point of her living then? Nobody gave a shit about her. She died as a demon. The end. You know, like, why did they need... I guess they just were like, how do we get one more kiss scene in? Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, how do we make it an emotional thing for him to leave? Like, it's difficult or something. It's, like, easy. You could have just had him saying goodbye to Arthur and the wise man and all of the um, all of his boys, as uh, Ash called them, you know? Like, you could have just had that scene rather than... I felt like I would have felt sadder. Maybe not actually sad, but sadder seeing him having to say goodbye to uh, Mr. Fancy Pants and Arthur and the wise man because they had been through some shit together. Rather he than says Sheila. goodbye to Arthur, and they have a handshake, and Arthur says, I was wrong about you. You really are the hero. Oh, I missed him saying that. I knew something was exchanged. I remember them, like, shaking hands. No, I'm saying that would be better. <laughs> oh, that would have been better. I'm like, I didn't know he said that. That was great. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And we would have gotten a little more from Arthur in that way, too, where we could have gotten a little bit of his personality and, like, oh, I questioned you, but now I believe in you, you know? But yeah. yeah, they didn't give us any of that shit, and it was sad. <laughs> they gave us fucking you- Sheila again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about the endings? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, original ending. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you that might make you look at Ash a different way. Oh, boy. And I want to set it up before I ask. Okay. You have to look at Ash's life. He's getting old. He's working in housewares at a big box retail store. He doesn't Mm -hmm. have any living friends or family. His chainsaw is his only friend, according to Google Movies. Mm -hmm. Without being Hero Ash, not only does he have nothing to live for, but he has no particular qualities that would get him late. Hmm. Yeah. Not only that, but he saw what a big shit show it was for him to say the words wrong the first time. And I don't think Ash is the kind of guy that fucks up the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. My theory is that he said the words wrong on purpose. Because Ooh. being the hero against the Deadites is the only thing he has that makes him special. 
And if he gets rid of the Deadite Plague, then how is he getting played? What does he have that makes him not that other guy that he was telling the story from? Nothing. Wow. Are you trying to make me feel sad for him? Because I feel sad for him now. Don't feel sad for him. How many people is he getting killed by saying those words wrong? (laughs) I don't think Ash fucks up the same way twice. He'll fuck Mm. up every single time he (laughs) has something. But it's not going to be the exact same way twice. And we've seen that with him in these movies. He never fucks up the same way twice. Yeah. It was the same exact words. Oh. Yeah, I agree. You're right. He doesn't fuck up the same way twice. So that is a strange thing of like, then how come he did? Is It, it must have been on purpose. Um, my, I think, see, I'm trying to remember the difference between the endings now, but I think this is the original ending. Um, when he goes to, you know, he's going to go to sleep. <laughs> he's going to take that liquid stuff, whatever it is. No, that's the ultimate. Shit. Okay. Well, can I talk about that anyway? Or did you want to set that up? Um, did I answer your question? I don't know if I had it. I had an answer. <laughs> there's, there is no answer. Okay. Okay. Thought. It is an interesting thought, though, because, yeah, it, it was a strange fuck up. It was also not a strange fuck up because it's Ash, but it was also like... Huh, interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that, so thanks. Kind of. You can tell <laughs> the second ending if you like. Oh, fuck, I'm mixing them all up, but I think it's pretty simple. So he gets the, so he still says goodbye to them the same way, right? And then he goes into the cave, um, like locks himself into the cave by blowing up some rocks and they fall in front of the opening. And so he's enclosed in there and he has the serum. I don't know what it's called, if it is called anything specific. Um, and the wise man says that all he has to do is say some words again and then take six drops of it, I believe, and then go to sleep. And then when he wakes up, he'll be in his time period. Right? Did I get that all right? I don't even think he has to say some weird words. Okay, but he... he No, but he... Six drops. No, but he does, though, because this is why I said that, because he doesn't fucking say them. And I was waiting for the moment where he was going to wake up and be like, fuck, I didn't say words. But that didn't happen. But I have to go back and rewatch it just to be absolutely positive, but I'm like 98% sure that that he's told that he has to make sure that he says these words for it to work i don't think it's that the problem is he's supposed to take six drops but he gets distracted he takes seven seven Mm -hmm. which is a more true to ash thing for me because it's a different fuck up but of course he's still gonna fuck up I'm still going to have to look up that part of the movie or the the alternate ending just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure he was told to say some words again, but I'll, I'll confirm that. Anyway, point is he fucks up. He takes seven drops instead. He oversleeps, which is the most like millennial thing in the world. I think um, he oversleeps and he wakes up and I, I couldn't even tell what it was. Was it that everything was dead or like everyone was dead and like the, Everything was, like, ruined. Basically. It was, like, end of the world kind of thing. He was the only survivor, essentially, because he overslept. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I prefer that ending. 
Yeah. Well, the original ending that we got was mm. Ash is the groovy and shooting the demon <laughs> and getting the girl and like yeah. making out with her. That is not Ash. Ash no. is an idiot who ruins everything and then falls to his knees yelling, no! <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, go ahead. According to Movieverse on Instagram, mm-hmm. that was the ending that they got overseas. Oh, the alternate one? Yes. Oh, cool. And I think that's a much more true to Ash ending. I think it's a much more true to the series ending. Yeah. And I completely believe that Ash would have fucked up a completely different thing in a new way that would have ruined <laughs> everything. Because if there is one thing we know about Ash consistently through all three movies, even before he got his action boy makeover, Ash is a ruiner of things. Yep. Well, and I think it would have been okay. Like, I liked the whole, like, he is a nobody, basically, working at a at a store and, like, telling his story to some random guy that works with him. And that guy not believing him. So he's, like, a nobody. He's not cool and all that. I, I liked that aspect of the ending we got. Um, I didn't like him being a hero in the end and getting the girl. No. It could have easily been just as good if they had given us the whole like store ending but then instead of him saving people and being a badass if something else happened something else went wrong and he fell to his knees yelling no in the middle of the store or something you know that would have been fine but this ending was just like he's still not that guy though so i don't believe it (laughs) yeah exactly and of course he just had to get some other random girl i don't even know if she got a name it no, was probably if it, 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 they didn't give her a name, but if Allie. they did, it would have probably been what? Ellie. Uh, no, it would have probably been like something else with an SH or like the shah sound, not necessarily an SH. Did we get a Sharon? We did not get a Sharon. We have it a would Sharon have been Wall. Sharon. She was Sharon. 100% she was Sharon. <laughs> No. What'd you say? Did you say you're done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny how much this movie put emphasis on setting up Esmort like it was a real place. It was like a sponsored <laughs> yeah. like product placement. They had an entire Esmort commercial and then they showed them an Esmort marking thing it was like price gun and I would have 100% expected this to be a real store that they were doing some kind of promo for (laughs) yeah yeah like they could have used Walmart just as easily and gotten like something out of it or whatever but nope they're going with S-Mart something they made up (laughs) yeah that was a Kmart Mm. uh, oh sorry right 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 Kmart not Walmart Close enough, Marts. They're both Marts. <laughs> yeah, but they're not both S Mart. Uh, nothing is S Mart, just this. Nothing about this movie is S Mart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. are, are we at, at um, our final ratings? We are. Okay, because I'm excited about final ratings. I'm going to make you go first, though. I gave it a 95. I'm not surprised. 
like I did have a lot of negatives about the movie. Like it's too cartoony. There aren't enough likable side characters. Most of the characters are developed. But whenever mm. I watched this movie, I spent the entire time having the best time laughing my ass off, and that counts for a lot. <laughs> yeah. You never laugh. <laughs> it's especially hard to watch a movie that you've seen before and laugh out loud. Yeah, that's true. And this movie does it. I think this entire series does it. Yeah. I I agree and disagree on certain things. Um, I gave it an 82. Holy shit, is that like 30 <laughs> points higher than the last one? <laughs> Uh, I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, more than that, I think. Actually, um, are we do? Are we going to talk about them in order too? Because I can okay. happily, yeah, we'll talk about that too in a sec. But I, some of my favorite things about this movie were things that you disliked. I loved how cartoony it was. That was my favorite thing about it. I loved that it wasn't like it's weird because this is part of our Halloween series, but it it wasn't a scary movie. It wasn't trying to be a scary movie at any point with one exception. And it worked really well that one time they did it. It wasn't blood and guts everywhere, which I really liked. And we didn't get good character development. Well, we got character development, I guess, with Ash. Kind. No, actually, he didn't develop at all. But anyway, we didn't get like anything else out of any of the other characters. I didn't give a shit about any of them. But Ash was good enough that I didn't need anybody else. He could have. He he he. Not he could have. He did. He was the entire movie. Like, yeah. and then there were miniature Ashes, which, oh my God, I love the miniature Ashes so much. <laughs> But I can definitely rewatch this movie. And you know what? If you try to tell me that the TV show is anything like this one, more like this than the other two, I'm 100% in to watch them. <laughs> to anyone who wants to know, including you, the TV show is more like this in comedy, less like this in setting. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm not like married to the setting or anything. Yeah. It's like the comedy level of this more horror than this, uh-huh. but in the actual real world, not always just in a cabin or in the places before plumbing. <laughs> okay, good. I'll have to look into it and see. Oh, I will get you to watch all three seasons and the musical. <laughs> Give me the chance. I know. I'll have to like watch an episode and see how I feel. Well... We're not doing that on this podcast. No. We won't be talking about Ash vs. Evil Dead or Evil Dead the Musical. Oh, sad. If Mm. you want to talk to us about the further Evil Dead chronology, (laughs) you can find us on social media. You can, and we're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter, Millennials ATM, and my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I underscore movies. And mine is cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next episode. Bye.
you can set up this academic field. I don't think it's that. The problem is, he's supposed to take six drops, but he gets distracted and accidentally takes seven, which is a more true to Ash thing for me, because it's a different fuck up, but of course he says it's a fuck up because it's Ash. ending that we got was Ash is the movie and shooting the demon and getting the girl and like making out with her. That is not Ash. Ash is an idiot who ruins everything and then falls to his knees yelling, no! And according to Movieverse on Instagram, that was the ending that they got over Pete's. Yes. And I think that's a much more true to Ash ending. I think it's a much more true to the series ending. And I completely believe that Ash would have fucked up a completely different thing in a new way that would have ruined everything. Because if there is one thing we know about Ash consistently, through all three movies, even before he got his action boy makeover, Ash is a ruiner of things.
Oh, she did. Kelly. Kelly. Wait, he's not going to share it. He had a share roll. I thought it was funny how much this movie put emphasis on setting up Esmort like it was a real place that was like a sponsored like product placement. They had an entire Esmort commercial and then they showed him in Esmort marking things with a marking price gun and I would have 100% expected this to be a real store that they were doing some kind of promo for. Yeah, but they're not both as smart. Nothing about this movie is as smart. We are. I gave it a number five. <laughs> like, I did have a lot of negatives about the movie. Like, it's too cartoony, there aren't enough likable side characters. Most of the characters are developed, but whenever I watch this movie, I spent the entire time having the best time laughing my ass off, and that counts for a lot. <laughs> and it's especially hard to watch a movie that you've seen before and laugh out loud. And this movie does it. I think this entire series does it. Holy shit, is that like 30 points higher than the last one? I'm so happy. Oh, I did again.
to anyone who wants to know, including you. The TV show is more like this in comedy, less like this in setting. It's like the comedy level of this, more horror than this, but in the actual real world, not always just in a cabin or in the places before plumbing. Oh, I will get you to watch all three seasons and the musical. Give me the chance. <laughs> We're not doing that on this podcast, Natalie. We won't be talking about Ash vs. Evil Dead or Evil Dead the Musical. So, this is the last Evil Dead we'll be doing, and next time we are going to cover Stephen King's It from 1990, starring Ethan Bird. If you want to talk to us about the further Evil Dead canon, while we shoot it, you can find us on social media. underscore eyes like the